Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be. I know. I shouldn't be laughing either. It was not funny, but it was. It was funny. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your hosts, Wendy Bowlesby, and that is... Melissa Kirscher. And we have a special guest this episode, Molly Glover. Hello, it's Molly Glover. That's me. Yay, Molly Glover! (laughs) Molly, if... You hadn't already, if we haven't already put the tag at the beginning that shows it, <laughs> Molly's hilarious. And so we're super excited to have her here. Yeah. Also, she's incredibly opinionated yeah. in all the ways that I like. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we invited her on over and cracked open a bottle of red wine. Hey, Melissa, what are we drinking this fine we evening? We are drinking, oh, what are we drinking? Uh, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Glover, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes. <clears throat> oh my God, you should see it on the waveform. <laughs> There's resonance there. I mean, it, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like Godzilla stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We've had half the bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's more like two thirds gone by yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. So it's Baron Fini. Merlot, mm. Trentino, red wine, Dominicion di Origine Controllata. It's red and <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's alcohol. It, yeah, it's 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 rather robust and tasty, and it, it looks like tasty. it actually does come from Italy. It's a very pretty label. I it usually does. drink Cabernet, and uh, this is a very like juicy, full yeah. Merlot. So I'm yeah. very much enjoying it. Yeah, it yes, is juicy. That's a good word for it. Yeah. It's firm and fruity. Yes, I agree. Mm. Like your breasts. <laughs> Not my breasts. <laughs> I mean, they're little. They're there, I guess. Oh, you, you, you got the runner's body. You're they're fine. They're fruity. They're like, um, they're fruity. what's that? Yes. Uh, peaches. No, not even peaches. What's the littler one? Plum Nectarines. Plums. <laughs> Plums, yeah, yeah. I take those little mosquito bites and turn them into juicy, juicy mangoes. <laughs> So tonight we are uh, going to be talking about mental illness movies because that is a subject near and dear to all of us. Yes, I was very excited (laughs) to choose that. We've all been in therapy. Yes, (laughs) I have been in uh, mental institute, like like in mental hospitals uh, overnight. Uh, I was in uh, I was at Methodist eighth floor back when that still existed for uh, eating disorders for nineteen days inpatient and. A combined 10 weeks partial where you go from like 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. Oh my god, it's like a job. Yeah, it, it was. It That's was weird. It was a full time job starving myself to death. It's true. I had to drop out of grad school because I was far too busy oh starving myself to death. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, 
it's it's okay to laugh at that audience. That's that's it's funny now. Um, but then uh, and all then you I, can do is laugh at it. Yeah, now, really. and then I got uh, with that they diagnosed me as having bipolar disorder, ma- manic, uh, and so I, I ended up having a psychotic manic episode in 2007, and uh, full on seeing and hearing shit. Wow. Uh, my my now husband, then boyfriend, who I was living with, found me in the kitchen one day, and I was just holding a pair of scissors that I was just like kind of slowly dragging down my hand and arm. And he said, what you doing? And I, he says, I kind of snapped to and said, I don't know. And that was bad. Uh, I was, I, I was, um, a lot of weird, dangerous behavior. I was walking down uh, Lake Street. It was in a construction. We lived over there. And I was like, oh, I want to walk on that side of the street, not this side of the street. I want to walk on that side of the street where it was closed. So I decided I would uh, walk along the very edge of the cement pillar, the, the median divider things they put down, and hold the plastic netting and just make my way along on top of the cement uh, while cars were like, meow, meow, because that just seemed like the best idea. <laughs> just, and so <laughs> then I was in the hospital for a month and I had electroshock therapy and uh, that after then a year of medication after that and I went off my meds and I didn't tell anybody and because uh, that's that's what you should do. That's really smart. And um, <laughs> and after about a month, I realized that I felt fine. And so I, I, I confessed to Nick and he was understandably very wary. And uh, so he told my doctor and my doctor was like, all right, I mean, I mean, I mean, and I, I got a lot of trust out of it. I was very lucky that my that my Nick was like, "All right, I will let this happen. Like, I'm gonna trust that you trust that you know yourself." Because I was like, "I, I mean, I know it. I just, I know I'm better." And I was, and I haven't had any problems since. And it's like that point zero zero one percent success rate or whatever that that you can have. Yeah, but yeah, so mental illness movies, especially the ones featuring women, are are, uh, near and dear to my heart, so I'm very excited to discuss this. Okay, so I've referred, dear listeners, to the list. Is this on the list? That's because Melissa... (laughs) I'm OCD. (laughs) Melissa's OCD, and so the minute we pick a topic... You know, like, like, as good as it gets. Oh, yeah, yeah. as good as it gets, but it's near and dear to my heart. (laughs) Good times in noodle salad. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know, you know, one of of the... reasons I went in it's like yeah I need treatment now is when I realized I was becoming like Jack oh yeah it's like I've seen that before it's 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 for real though like I had the same experience with uh Maria Hornbacher who's local wrote a book called Wasted which Mm -hmm. is uh, a very amazing unflinching biography of Mm -hmm. or autobiography of her her uh time with anorexia and bulimia and I remember reading it and my first warning should have been that the first time I read it, I thought, this sounds like fun. But oh. then, then it was like years before anything actually kind of happened. But like in my, that, that's, I, I feel like if you ever were watching a mental illness movie and you're like, oh, I could get, I get that. Like I get, or, or you're, why is everybody treating them like they're weird? That's totally yeah. normal. Or part of you is, or part of you feels like it's, it's, it's not like it's glamorizing it, but in your, you are attracted to the idea of that life. Like mm-hmm. maybe start thinking, do some journaling, <laughs> figure out what's going on. Literally 20 minutes ago, well, maybe 30 minutes ago now, I finished watching Girl Interrupted. For yeah. The first time, and I feel like. I understand so much more about the 1990s now. Yes. I never... <laughs> Even though it's 90s. set in the 60s. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. It's so 90s. I have never watched it because I really hate Winona Ryder as an actress. Yeah. I can't, mm. I can't get past her. And also, Angelina Jolie was very firmly in her 
kind of sex kitten days. A- angsty. Angsty sex kitten. Angsty sex kitten, but which I'm a really powerful actress. Everybody's talking about me. Sure. And I'm. It like, works in this movie because she, the character yeah. she plays is that person. So. She she's psychopathic. She is. She's and a sociopath. Sociopath. Yep, I'm sorry. Yep. I'm, my no, my yeah. terms because, are mixed up. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Angelina <laughs> Jolie now, but Angelina Jolie is relaxed into just being an entertainer who can act, mm-hmm. right? Which I'm much more down with that. Just chill out. Just chill out. I actually read an article about her just actually last night, I think it was. There was this really in-depth article about how Angelina Jolie, without a publicist, has completely taken over and controlled the media in regards to her image. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And and she's like the most skillful person at it in the Hollywood. You don't which see is why a lot she's of... a powerhouse now. The, the worst press you see... Is just the the very glazing kind of stuff that everybody gets, like mm-hmm. too thin or trouble at home, or you know, mm-hmm. like most of what you see with her is Angelina Jolie's super mom, or like look at all these fucking children that she takes care of. Well, Isn't and she amazing? She, and... she has she has to be good because I remember there was a time not so long ago when she was getting negative publicity about her parenting style and mm-hmm, her kids mm-hmm. and what was going on and you're adopting too many and you're weird and yeah. well and even the breaking up Brad Pitt's marriage to yeah. what's her nose and yeah yeah you know and, and yet <laughs> now nobody says nobody anything. says a damn thing so you watch Girl Interrupted yeah yeah and I, I found it you know, fascinating just from the 90s angle. Really. Oh, yeah. Um, also, Angela Bettis is in it. Yes. I know, I right? Really, okay, now I might watch it. Yeah, you need to you need to see it just for Angela Bettis. And, and uh, uh, Brittany Murphy. Yeah. In, in a, in oh, fits. I love her. Oh, I love her. And, I miss her. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. Who I actually rather like. Yep. She I did, did a good job. She, yeah. The, she, she's great in that mentor role. I highly when recommend, I, was, I honestly yeah. recommend watching the movie first and then reading the book. Okay. Not because they change stuff or and it's annoying. I mean, it is. But more to the point because, like, I think that the movie is actually a very faithful adaptation of the book. And I think mm-hmm. that it'll help you visualize the characters better. And <clears throat> with a... With a girls' institution where where the na- you know you people can they can all kind of blend together in your mind and I think seeing them having that actress to play so that can can help a lot. One of the lines in that in that movie, I think it's in the movie, but it's definitely in the book that is Susanna Kazan, who is the the, the protagonist, the, mm-hmm. the Winona writer. Uh, she says that she was just sitting around and she starts to think. <clears throat> Because she doesn't think she's crazy this whole time. Right. She's an unreliable narrator, for one, which is great. Like, the whole movie <laughs> is like, I'm not crazy. I'm a woman. And because I'm a woman and I was going through an emotional time when I was 19, they assumed, they said I was crazy and they locked me up. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's got this whole feminist bent. But at the same time, some things happen that only happen if you're crazy. Like, yeah. there's a point where she's sitting down and she looks at her hands and she starts to worry that her bones aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's very worried that her bones aren't there. And she can't feel them. And she can't feel them and when she just like holds her hands up and thinks, are they there? No. And she tries to poke at her hands and she's not sure. So she starts to peel away her skin with her fingernails. And it's like a few minutes until someone finds her and she is gashed open and she's like holding. Yeah. So it's like, it's this, I love unreliable narrators in movies, which may be why I'm drawn to uh, the mental illness movies so much because you cannot, you can't trust, you can't trust Jack Nicholson in One Floor with the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm -hmm. I mean, why are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's also the angle of you know in the six you know the sixties or even mm-hmm. today you know there's this 
significant factor of being women who are mentally ill being a victim of some sort of their family yes. or of men in their lives or gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Gaslighting. Is, is it yeah, gaslight? Yeah. Or is yeah. Well, gaslight? gaslighting is gaslight is the movie thing, that that but, comes from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where people don't people are using mental illness to control or to take away agency. Mm-hmm. And which is and of course we've got this huge stigma about mental illness in our society, but in particular women get it kind of it's a one two punch because you've already lost agency yeah. because you're a woman. And the minute that you have any kind of mental problem, it's just well of course you do. You're a woman and women mm-hmm. have women are more hysteria. emotional. <laughs> hysteria. Exactly. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes ever that that uh, that uh, we that we, were, we were fucking around joking about that in Ezra and someone was like like saying something quit gaslighting me and I'm like I'm not gaslighting you do you know how crazy you sound <laughs> which is like the best line <laughs> I feel like and I think that that the gaslighting thing is definitely what's happening in Girl Interrupted because mm-hmm. she at least at least from her own unreliable point of view well I, th- she, I think it's a factor. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's because in it's the 60s, not all of it, but it's a fact. Because in the '60s, you know, there's a lot of radical things happening and a lot of change coming to the the, the patriarchy, really. And you know, what you end up with is you know young women that were speaking up. Sylvia Plath, the bell jar. It's exactly what the bell jar is about. Is you know she's a woman you're, on you're, her own and you yeah. can't be controlled. Yeah, and that must mean. You don't know how to behave, so clearly you're mentally ill and we need to fix you. Correct. And fix you in the 60s was all of the sanitariums that were full of TB patients in the 30s, 40s, you know, are now cleared out because we've we've fixed TB and it's not happening as much anymore. And and so all these sanitariums that are standing empty, they are now turned into asylums. Mm -hmm. And it's not like now where, you know, your health insurance was, you know, like I, I went, I was in the hospital with girls who I remember they'd be sitting in the hallways or the common areas crying and you'd be like what's going on they're like my health insurance is kicking me out like I have to leave tomorrow oh. and I'm not I'm, and I'm, and I'm not better and, and, and the doctor is like you're not better so we need to work very hard on how we're going to keep you from binging purging you know starving whatever it is restricting whatever it is that you do that you're here for you know we're gonna we need to keep you on the right track but the insurance company is like sorry we only pay for 30 days of inpatient and then so mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it's because who cares if you're not who cares if yeah. you're actually healthy right so back then though there wasn't that i that that concept wasn't as prevalent so you could just be there for years mm-hmm. if your family was just sort of tired of you being meddlesome <laughs> That it's interesting to me that Girl Interrupted takes place in the same era that One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest was mm-hmm. literally made. and Which is kind so, of the quintessential mental illness movie, really, people well, think yeah. of. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, that's where their images of electroshock therapy yep. come from, yep. is... Well, Jack and, Nicholson and, 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 and Troublesome, so we're going to lobotomize well, you. And chicken yeah. wire windows and, yeah. and everyone wearing, you know, shuffle pajamas and all that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the snake pit. Um, I didn't write down snake pit because I haven't seen it. What I have a snake either? pit. The it's, snake pit is a, a film from the nineteen fifties or late forties. Her sister. It stars a cast of many lovely actresses, but mm. it's. Uh, it's either it, it's either yeah, the it's or, or is her it like sister. Ladies Asylum? Yeah, yes. Ladies Asylum. So it's like Girl Interrupted, but like the forties, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and yes. But, but I mean, even more 
because of the time. Period, oh yeah, yeah. Even oh, more fucked up. Mental health back then was like, I mean, that's the thing. When I told people I was getting uh, ECT, which is electroconvulsive mm-hmm. therapy, people uh, assumed that it was like those kinds of movies. You know, the oh, thing yeah. where, where it's like the bit in your mouth, and you're in a bathtub, and mm-hmm. they're and it's like very violent and awful. And I will say, I don't know what it looks like. It may have been violent and awful. But they put you. They out. anesthetized me, so yeah. I don't. I, all I know is the very first time. Let's see, I had it four times. Uh, the first two times I pissed myself. I know that. That just happens. I mean, they told me that was going to happen. I was yeah. prepared for that. Like, Hell, um, I pissed myself when I gave birth. Exactly. Yeah, you just, it's not even, <laughs> you can't control it. But, uh, uh, just, I, I just have a quick, a quick funny story. So, <laughs> the first time I was, this is best. Yeah. The first time I was in the hospital, like I said, was for anorexia. So I was, you know, crazy skinny and everything and in the hospital and, and, and fully cognizant and capable of everything. And mm-hmm. so this next time I had been, you know, this, I was at Abbott Northwestern, um, in fall of 2007 and I'd been, you know, fucking delusional. I'd been on Thorazine. They tried everything before they did the ECD and Thorazine, all it did was make it so I couldn't talk and I was still hallucinating. So that was no good. Um, and so that's my first ECT treatment. Uh, all I remember is going in and, and you know, you, you drink this cup of salty orange juice that helps everything conduct more, more better for your body. And I, I lay down and I did the, they must've done the treatment. The next thing I remember, uh, Apparently, like, I was awake enough that I walked, you know, back to the, the ward and walked to the bathroom. My mom was there, and she got me undressed and got me in the tub, and she was giving me a bath. And I I don't really remember this. She tells me this story, but I kind of came to in the tub, and I remember being in the tub, and I said, where am I? And she's like, oh, sweetie, it's okay. You're in the hospital. You're in the hospital. And she's rubbing my back. And I look down, and I'm like, if I'm in the hospital, why am I fat? <laughs> and... And my mom is like, oh, oh, no, um, the other, oh, and like, and, and like, I think that story is fucking hilarious, because wow. I was just like, Holy in my Jesus. mind, I was like, oh, yeah, the hospital, sure, but I looked down, I was like, well, this isn't hospital body, like, what is this, this is regular body, like, it was very, oh, no. I know, oh, it's, no. it's, it's, again, it's okay to live, laugh at this, you guys, like, <laughs> well, I mean, when something is that broken and twisted, yeah. mm-hmm. especially once you fix exactly. it, mm-hmm. then you're able to look back and go, man, that was messed up. <laughs> it's it's interesting wow. because there's a um, there's this there's this book by John Ronson called The Psychopath Test. And uh, I was uh, turned on to it by um, AON, uh, apropos of nothing, host Matt Alex. He recommended it to me. And in that book, there's a, there's a, the guy like interviews a bum. It's, it's a nonfiction, you know, interview. It's like a documentary in a book, you know. Yeah. And so well, one of the people he talks to is a guy who's been in uh, a mental institution in England for eight years because he committed GBH, uh, grievous bodily harm, to a guy. And he pled insanity because it was like 20 years in prison, or, you know, you can, if you're crazy, you know, you go to the asylum. And he, so he decided to pretend that he was crazy. And he just, you know, he'd seen a load, as as he says, he'd seen loads of films, Mm -hmm. he'd read loads of books. And so he just imitated the styles. He said he imitated the the speaking style of of, uh, the guy from Cape Fear. He would imitate, like, (laughs) see, and so, like, he would take words that he, you know, things that he'd heard in, in, you know, like, phrases that he'd heard in movies, Mm -hmm. and he just repeated them. And he's like, and it worked, and I'm here. The problem is now they won't let me leave because they say that I'm I'm crazy, and when I say I'm not crazy, they say that's what a crazy person says. (laughs) Hey, it's 
Catch right? 22. Exactly. It's, it's the book Catch 22 yeah. and the movie Catch 22. Yes. But, and so you're reading it and you're like, yeah. oh, this poor guy. And then the author talks to his doctors who are like, yes, we're very aware that he was faking it at first. We knew that. Like, he thinks we didn't know, but we knew. <laughs> and that made us wonder what sort of person would pretend to be mentally ill. And so, but but he, <laughs> but we had him take this battery of tests and he scored as a psychopath on this, the one, the, I don't remember who the name of the doctor, the scale. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, don't let him fool you. Like, they're very charming and they're very good at like, but he's not. Well, if you think about right? it, somebody who commits, who who hurts some GBH. Yeah, I mean, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. It's, it's, it's attempted murder in the U.S. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what it ends up being. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it has these connotations of I'm hurting you just to hurt you. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Right. So somebody who does that and then says, hmm, I want to get away with this. Right. Which means this wasn't a crime of passion. Right. Right. I want right. to get away with this. So I'll pretend to be crazy. That's what I'll That's do. That's psychopathic behavior. That's Ex- what you yes. think about. It, that's like, fuck <laughs> right. Up. So it's so funny the way it's laid out because at first you're like, oh, that poor man. He's so smart, and they and and those poor. And then you're like, oh fuck, like that guy's nuts. <laughs> but it's funny because it's it's you know when I when I got diagnosed and my 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 poor mother uh, who. I love very much, and 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 she, you know, and this was she went through a lot of stuff. This this was, every, a lot of things are about her. This ended up also being about her. But um, the <laughs> the, uh, the the one thing I remember, I remember very clearly being fifteen and saying to my mom, which is about when the the weirdness started for me in my brain. And I remember saying to my mom, I think I might be crazy. I don't feel normal. I have really weird, dark thoughts. And I just, I just don't, I don't know what to do because I, I feel like I'm being torn in half. And she said, if you think you're crazy, you're not crazy. <laughs> because people who are crazy don't think anything's wrong with them. So you're fine. Now, it's a nice thing to say. And if you're a teenage girl, you would say that to a teen. I mean, that's a, it's fine. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, so for the next... 11 years, I just thought that all of the shit that I thought and the things that I, these weird panics and all the things that went part and parcel with, you know, having manic swings was, was that. Oh, and, and it's, it's so funny because I, because I remember thinking like, but I know it's happening. So I'm not crazy. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. And like, it's, well, it's like, you know, I've reached that point in my life where I have very definite hormonal shifts. Sure. Sometimes. And I feel like a prisoner in my body, yes. like, a, like I'm a prisoner in my mind sometimes because I can, there's an emotion that I am surrounded by that is very real. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not fake. It's nope. a very real emotion, but there's a part of me inside that's just sort of surrounded by it going, what the hell is this about? I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm even capable of saying, I'm sorry, I'm snapping at you, honey, I'm not upset, but I, this is what I'm really pissy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so sorry. I'm going to go over there and try to keep my mouth shut. It's interesting because I, 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 I know we were talking about the stigma, you know, of mental illness and mm-hmm. it's, uh, there was a movie, did Silver Linings Playbook, and I, I know it won Best Actor. Did it well, win, it, it was won, nominated for Best Picture. It's nominated for a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, yeah, like 11 Oscars yeah. or something like that. And it, it won. Did Jennifer Lawrence win? Jay J- 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 won. won. And I thought Bradley Cooper won, but maybe I'm wrong. In any event, did, but, the, the reason I bring it up no, is because Bradley didn't win. No. in terms of stigma, what's great about that is that that, I mean, I, I again, I have not seen it, but I have read, you know, that it is a fairly, un, a fairly realistic and rather unflinching 
look at mental illness. Oh, Although yeah. I have heard some people say like, well, sure, it's all cute when you're in love. And it's like, well, well yeah. I mean, no, like, it's, fucking yes. It's, well, it's, like, not, it's not well, really I mean, a cute movie, though. I mean, the, it's, yeah. it's very, it, the, the tone of that movie is very interesting. Hmm. It's Because it is a romance. Yeah. It is a romance. And so, so, I mean, it is problematic in terms of, like, you could argue that it is selling a version of mental illness that is... You could be crazy and still have everything come out all right. But on the other hand... But you can, hello! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, but the other side is the ability to fall in love. You don't lose that ability simply because you're having mental problems. You do not. Right. That's why I'm married. <laughs> and the fact is that these two people... They're crazy compliments each other. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that sounds. I I like the. So one of the, there was another movie that makes me think of of that. When I first read what that movie was about, I was like, oh, it's a terrible movie, and it's got Drew Barrymore and Chris something, oh. and it's I don't remember the name of it, but Goodness. the like what he is that I know the one you're talking about. Her, like he kidnaps yeah. her, they're, they're 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 teenagers, yeah, and her parents are going to you know. Uh, ruin her life by sending her to an institution. It's another one of those unreliable narrator movies because Mm -hmm. she has been telling him, they think I'm crazy, but I'm a free spirit, like your friend, but I'm a free spirit. I'm just different. Uh I'm artistically temperamented. You know, they just don't understand me. You understand me. Help me, save me. And he's, you know, he takes her away and they do this whole like, you know, teenage runaway thing. Mm -hmm. And then the best scene is the one that I will never forget is he wakes up in the middle of the night because she's not there in their little, you know, like apartment motel they've rented. And he comes out into the, the, the common room and she has clearly been awake for a long time. And she has a stack of magazines and she has cut out all of the eyes and she has taped them on all of the walls. <laughs> and, she, and he goes... And he comes out and he says, and it was when I saw the scene, I was like, oh God, I've heard this tone in Nick's voice. And he goes, honey. <laughs> and she stops and she goes, oh, now we're safe because they'll watch out for us. And I thought that was beautiful. It was like in this movie full of bullshit about mental illness that's like, oh, we're going to be fine. You're not. I mean, but like that moment was so true. That is something I could see someone doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and, and and being very, and, she, and Drew played it fantastically. Very serious and not like Ophelia, but just very it's okay now. Like I, I, I know what you're thinking. Cause I woke up and I was like, what are we going to do? And then I saw the magazines and I was like, thank God. <laughs> like, so we're good now. We're fine. But his face, he realizes like, I got to bring this bitch home. Like I am, I fucked up bad. Like I think maybe I, uh, I believed the unreliable narrator of this mental illness movie. And now we need to go home like real soon. <laughs> Also, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I love that movie. That so is a movie. That's a fantastic. That is film. a movie about mental illness. I, I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. I love that movie. I can't watch it that often. That's the thing. Yeah, with it's a hard one to watch. For but as that's, much as it is, is a great. sweet love story. Yeah, yeah. It is still a hard one to watch, but I I love it. I love the tone of it. But like Silver Linings Playbook, I yeah, didn't they're see very it. similar. I didn't, see, okay. I didn't see Silver Linings Playbook for a long time because I'm like, oh, it's it's one yeah. of those movies. Yeah. It's angsty and torture yeah. and whatever. Until finally I saw the Oscar clip where they danced. And I'm like, there's a dance number. <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell me? And then I had to see it. And then I'm like, oh, well, this is totally sweet. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and I mean, difficult but charming. I mean, 
And Bradley Cooper totally deserved the nomination because he does such a good job of being really knotted up, mm -hmm. but so hopeful that you just root for him yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. You're like, Every yeah, it can happen, dude. You can uh -huh. pull it together. Everybody in that movie was just hitting it out of the park. Like, awesome. every single part. There, there seems to me, in my vast experience, there's two types of mentally ill people, and there's also two types of mental illness movies in my mm -hmm. mind, where there's one where people and the characters are trying, mm -hmm. and they are self-aware, mm -hmm. and they are trying to get better. Because they know, and even, it doesn't mean that they're not, they're pretending they don't have a problem, but they understand and they are trying. And then there's the, like... I think of them as Ophelia movies. It's it's the it's the isn't it funny how crazy I am? I'm amazing. Like you guys, like, oh my god, I'm gonna take off my shoes and go dance in the lightning. It's like, no, don't do that. Catch me! And they just run. You're like, oh god damn it. Like, I mean, like and so I have a harder time with the latter ones because I'm like, this yeah. is not cute. This is not fun for anyone involved. Like your mother is at home sick because like she doesn't know what's going on with you right now. I'm not, I'm not charmed by you and your manic pixie dream nuts. Like, and then there's ones... Manic pixie dream nuts. I think we found the title of this Nice. Episode. And then there's ones where they're trying, and they really... And that's Punch Drunk Love. I mean, he's aware, yeah. and he's trying. And, mm -hmm. like, and, and to me, I really need to stress, because I feel like maybe I made it sound like I got better by magic, and it's not true. It's, I it worked takes work. my dicks off. Like, yeah. I can't even tell you Which guys. Which is why you're a girl now. It is, it is. I was a man before with two dicks. And now I have no dicks. But I, I no, I mean, I, I really, I was unflinching in my self-assessment and in my ability to say my behavior was bad. And, and once I was, you know, and, and not, I, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't put people through a lot of highs and lows. I knew that if I went back into the hospital for anorexia, that the second time I certainly wouldn't get the, you can do it. We're all behind you. Rah, rah. We love you. Support that I got the first time, not through any fault of theirs, but because the second time it's like, you can do it. Uh, this time we'll take, we believe in you. Please try harder. This, we love you. And then the third, I mean, I saw those girls. And a yeah. couple dudes. I mean, I, I, I saw them, you know, on their fourth or fifth try, and they didn't have as many visitors. And I and that hit me. That it really did. And because they weren't trying as hard. They had they had they had decided that this was who they were. And I was like, no, fuck that. I, that's not who I am. I'm someone different. I, I can be stronger. I can be this plus more. I can be, I can be crazy plus like feminism plus atheism plus <laughs> I can be crazy plus, you know? And I'm, it sounds like silver linings playbook is a crazy plus movie, you know? And that's, I, I, I'm trying to think of others that are like, okay. So would, well, as, would as good as you get, is that an Ophelia movie or a trying? That's movie? a crazy plus. That's, that's, that's trying. That's a, yeah, that's a yeah, trying he's, movie. He's honestly trying. He knows. Yeah. He really, he, when they tell me he has to sit in a different booth and he's like, he understands and he has to try like all the stuff taking care of of uh greg kinnear's dog i mean all the, those oh, yeah. are all things that he tries because mm -hmm. he knows this is he can be better have you guys seen young adult no uh -huh. oh young adult okay so it came out a couple years ago with pat oswald and Charlize theron uh Actually, part of it was filmed here in Minnesota, okay. directed by Jason Reitman. I'm loving really, everything so far. <laughs> really, really good movie. Um, I don't think I even heard of this. Oh, it, 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 it's great. It's about this woman who writes like 
bad teen lit novels, think Sweet Valley High novels. Young adult novels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, she decides to like pursue the man she was in love with in high school and like go back to the small town she came from, from the big city. Okay. And she returns to the small town to woo him back, even though he's married with children. Oh boy. And Oh, that's no good. Oh, I know. And it, it becomes clear that she is a bit on the delusional side and clearly has issues. Like she's in her hotel room like making the plan to get him back and like she's plucking hair out of her head oh. and not, not, nothing big was made yeah. of it in the movie just, you just, just see like this just one little throwaway shot of her just the stuff picking, that picking the hair out of her head yeah. and laying it down in in front of her mm-hmm. in, in just careful lines mm-hmm. and um oh, okay. yeah but Charlize Theron is amazing oh, in this so, role she's and, great and she is in asshole awesome. <laughs> she plays the best asshole I know right like she's so good as like someone you just are like what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you yeah, yeah but, but, but like she, she was she, the best thing in Snow White and the Huntsman which was a horrible movie but I just wanted her character oh yeah because I found her character to be so broken and fascinating that I'm like I want you can what the fuck with the other shit just Charlize Charlize more of you in those clothes Um, yeah but but in in young adult yeah yeah, she's magnificent but also Patton Oswalt who who is one of the guys who never left town but he they knew each other in high school and he was like the kid who got he's not the guy he's no he's not the guy guy. yeah he's the guy who like in high school was beaten almost to death because other kids thought he was gay so he like walks with a cane now and they run into each other at the bar and he they somehow wind up kind of having the you know she doesn't want him around but they want to get the misfit connection while she's trying to do this horrible thing to this family he's like no i don't think that's a good idea that's amazing so he's he's her counterpart and it's just and and i love the and and i don't want to spoil the way the movie ends but it's a really remarkable ending it's one that I want to see you, that. You don't actually want to like, but yeah. it's really an interesting ending. Okay. So I, I, I recommend it highly. I'm everybody. trying to think of a good example of an Ophelia, like a crazy girl, unrepentant, un, like, like... Do you see one on like, your list, uh, Melissa? You know, but, it, there there is a third category, I realized, where it's just people be crazy. Oh, you know, when, yeah. When we're talking like Seven, Halloween, Psycho. Oh, yeah, yeah, Psycho, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, no, like, no, no redemption, no moral, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But that's usually, but yeah. I feel like a lot of those end up being like the, the psychopath killers. Yeah. Like the people who are actually oh, killing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People um, be crazy. I like that. That's people, a good be crazy. people be crazy. Yeah. 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 I'm trying, I know that there's, ah, but God. yeah, the, there's the characters magical... here and there, but there's not always a movie. Yeah, you know what? Um, have any of us seen Sucker Punch? No. Yes, actually. Can you take yes. on Sucker Punch? Because I think that would be an interesting so, one to take on. In the yeah, title. so Sucker Punch, okay. One of the things, I, I loved that movie, except for I felt like I felt like it needed a five-minute scene that explained one more thing. Okay. And I got very frustrated because, unfortunately, all of the, the interviews with the director were like, I guess you just didn't get it. It's like, no, oh. no, 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 I got it. But uh, I... Buddy, yeah. If everybody doesn't get it. It's not them. Yeah. But so I, I, I so in that movie, it starts like like the first layer is there is that she is she kills her abusive stepfather mm-hmm. and is sent to an asylum, and then everything after that ends up being like fantasy that she's spinning as she's in this asylum, and I liked that because I, I, I guess I would put that in a 
in that whole like category, I guess that's a, that's a fourth category of like not crazy, totally hero, you know, like, like, <laughs> like, I mean, and, and you have to wonder though, but like, if you would kill your stepfather, like, are you not crazy? Like you didn't run away. You killed him, but granted your sister was, I mean, there's a whole like, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, there are, there are tropes of, yeah, but he was an evil motherfucker. Right. So mm-hmm. it's okay to kill him. Yep. Yep. He's not going to get better. He's not going to change. Right. The yeah. police aren't going to believe me. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I like that. And he's uh, about to do more harm. Yes. Yeah. How about autism flavor yes. movies? Because, okay. you know, you've got Rain Man, obviously. Right. Now that's, I would say, let's, let's, how can we describe the spectrum? Uh, yeah. If we're talking from light to severe autism, how about that? Like, that seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Love, and Rain Man yeah. would be on the severe end. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Or The Boy Who Could Fly, you know. I haven't oh, seen that yeah. one. Have you? Mm. Get, oh, man. It, it's actually a very sweet movie from the 80s, but there's it, it kind of focuses on this girl, you know, a teenage girl with a, like a younger brother and a single mom at home. And the neighbor boy is an autistic kid who does not speak. But it also turns out... Extra can, severe. <laughs> yeah, but he can also fly. Oh. <laughs> but it's, yeah. Oh. So it's, it's actually kind of this sweet little teenage fantasy movie that's... You know, cool. just kind of about this teen yeah. girl trying to grow up and the neighbor boy. Which, I mean, this, this was the uh, handicapable yeah. sort of yeah. perspective, too, of, you know, they're damn, they're broken in this way, but look, they have a special gift that makes that's, up for it. So, you know, that's, I think that's funny because for a long time, uh, I, I mean, at least in my experience, Rain Man was the first movie that a lot of people saw that had the word autism yeah. in it, and it was autistic savant with yes. the whole toothpicks counting and everything. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, people automatically assumed that if you had autism, that meant you had a thing uh-huh. that you could do. Like superhumanly, <laughs> mm-hmm. like automatically, like that was part of it. And then, and then they were disillusioned. And then it became there was this trend in movies where autism was the catch-all for um, this actor or actress is going to act like a retard, and we're going to say autism. Like for example, the movie Molly. Oh yeah! Now, oh. as a Molly who has <laughs> autism, that movie's fantastically funny to me. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, she has autism. That's why she doesn't know it's not okay to be naked places. It's like, no. Oh, Aaron Eckhart, you handsome rogue. How awful that your hot sister is so troubled. Like, it's just the whole time. It's like, you're burdened. Aaron Eckhart is a handsome rogue. He's super fucking hot. And it's like, oh, you poor thing with this burdensome, adorable sister. Oh, she has autism. That's why she's wearing her shoes on her face. Like, I just, it's just so. So the the best, the best, uh, I think the best autism movie I personally have seen is uh, Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close. I was going to ask about that. I I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I I saw, I saw the first, I saw the first half, but uh, (laughs) it was uh, um, the kid, I'm pretty sure the kid in that movie has Asperger's specifically, Mm. which if you aren't familiar, so ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder is... A spectrum, and uh, on the the quote unquote milder end of that encompassing spectrum is Asperger's disorder, Asperger's syndrome, uh, which is what I have. Which is uh, it's a lot of unfortunately it's become shorthand for a lot of people. Kind of like how a lot of people who have shitty mood swings will say they're bipolar. 
Yeah. Which mm-hmm. bugs me to no end. Like, yeah. oh my God, I feel so bipolar lately. It's like, <laughs> oh really? Have you been burning down your life? Because that's what bipolar <laughs> disorder is. <laughs> oh, oh, you had a bad day. You felt crabby. Like that's, that's different. But Suck my dick. Which I used to have before. Yes, I worked before it off. I broke them both off. But mm-hmm. the, so, like the 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 <laughs> other, <laughs> yeah. But so, like the there's. I mean, so Asperger's is similar. A lot of people who just don't have social skills and are assholes have been like Asperger's. Well, yeah. oh, there's now an assumption in our society. Oh, you're socially awkward. Oh, you're bad at talking to people. You must be an Aspie. No, you just need to fucking yes. learn. You fuck yes. hard. Yes, no. and that's the thing is like it's 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 frustrating. Just like with everything, if you actually have. It, it's frustrating to be told that you know oh you probably don't because most people don't and it's or whatever and but anyway for 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 a lot of people it's it's categorized especially by it's a sensory disorder a lot of the time mm-hmm. uh everything the best way i can describe it is everything's turned up to 11 mm-hmm. uh lights noises smells everything's distracting there are certain smells that if i smell them i literally can't think i can't describe it any other way mm-hmm. it's like my brain fogs over and all i can think about is that it smells like onions and i want to die mm-hmm. and and it's uh, it's very frustrating. But so this kid in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close has that. And his dad dies in the 9-11 attacks. Yeah. And he he starts to... It's almost like a National Treasure-style scavenger hunt mystery movie in that he's trying to uncover what he thinks is like his dad's secret messages to him. that or, or and, it's, mm-hmm. and it's very... And so his, his, his autism is like secondary. It, okay. It's not a movie about an autistic kid. It which is, is it's a, but it's a movie about a kid who lost his dad. Yeah, and, it's, it's always nice when we can have them be people first. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or not even people first, but they I'm have sorry, another... i phrase that horribly. Have no, no, no. them be people no, no, first. No, no, but... When you can have a person who's got a problem, be a person. No, or have, have other things in their life that are primary. Yeah. It's, you know, like, right. it's... I mean, most of people who have mental illness, that's not the... If it's the primary function in your life, I mean, that's... When you're in... Like I said, I had to quit grad school because starving myself to death was a full-time job. And when you're in crisis, it is the primary thing in your life. And a lot of people, I think, spend most of their time fluctuating in and out of crisis. But, I mean, if it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's this back-of-your-mind thing that it's just... It's always there, but, like... Also, I'm at the grocery store. Also, I'm going to work. Also, I'm recording a podcast. Also, I'm driving. I mean, it's not, you're not like, I'm autistic and driving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I meant to mention this real quick because um, uh, just it's not a movie, but a TV show. The show The Bridge uh, no, has the best portrayal of somebody with Asperger's I've ever seen in my entire life. And the reason I know this is because I didn't think it was all that accurate until every now and then Nick would go, ha, you do that all the time. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, like there's this one scene where she, the, the she's a cop, and she she goes into the station and she's talking to two men who are her superiors. And while she's talking to them in a very non-sexual way, <laughs> she opens a bottom drawer, takes out a shirt, takes off her shirt, so she's wearing her bra, puts on another shirt, and and they're all just like, Jesus Christ, Sonia, like they're just, I mean, and <laughs> and I do that all the time. It doesn't just, just literally today I walked into work and Jeremy says to me, who I've known like 22 years, he's like, Oh, that's a cute dress. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. And I was like, yeah, it's funny. Cause it's kind of old. And so it's falling down. And so you can kind of see, and I go, you can kind of see the goops. <laughs> and I pull the dress down to reveal my like gel bra that I like. Which we totally just, just saw. Like, make, yeah. Cause I did it again. And he goes, Whoa. And I'm like, Oh, it's not my boob. It's just, and I start poking at it. <laughs> And he's like, 
just go in, just go into work. And I just, it was so funny because I just didn't even, I don't even think you about that shit. You know what's funny is, like, I don't have the excuse of Asperger's, but I would totally do that to Jeremy. Well, yeah. I would yeah, totally well, be yeah. like, well, no, it's a nice yeah. guy. He's got okay, now Wendy right is half there. naked. Boobs, ahoy. Okay, there, there's more nudity on this episode that you can't see than there was on the Naked People episode. That's good radio. I know, right? <laughs> it's fantastic radio. What's your take on um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Oh, it's funny. I yeah. had never thought of her as ha- as being autistic or any autism in there until I, you posted I, on your list. Yeah, I I think she's. A I little think bit. so too, yeah. and and I think well, that I don't know that I agree with that. I think she's somebody. I think she's somebody who's just really. I don't know that I'd say autistic. I would say. Oh, I wouldn't say antisocial. OCD. Yeah, but, well, but I like, wouldn't say OCD. She, well, but... she's got some clearly controlling behaviors. Yes, there is, is a true. thing. So there is. Um, there's a thing called. Uh, uh, um, how about antisocial personality up disorder? And needs therapy. How there's antisocial personality disorder, which basically it's mm-hmm. it's a combination of not wanting to ever be around people, but also the things that people say to you are magnified and distorted through your own like brain. So like like if someone says they like you, they're in love with you, and you're gonna get married. <laughs> if someone says like if someone says oh hello, and they don't say it in the nicest way, that person hates you, and you should never speak to them again. It's a very like, and I can kind of see. How maybe it might be something like that except with, that, with her except that the that mental illness is by its nature not the reality of the situation Correct. Yeah. and uh they make it pretty clear that her need to not trust the world is very definitely that's, grounded and true that's it's very true. true it's that's very true it would be hard for me to judge without I guess see, I haven't read the books, and maybe the books show yeah, more into her mind. I have no desire to ever read I, those books. I think maybe the books are more um, from her perspective, like her POV, and so maybe yeah. you actually get a little bit more into her head. But I sat through, I sat through those movies once, and then I did watch the American remake, and yeah, there just comes a point where watching a rape, you're just watching a rape. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like in um, Scottish Drugie, um Oh, uh, Clockwork Orange. Thank you. <laughs> All I could think was one flew over the clockwork's nest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we're if we're going back into antisocial personality disorder, yes. that's definitely absolutely exhibited by. And that's Alex Delarge. When I watched, I I read that book and loved it when I was in high it's school. It's fantastic. It's so good. Even I read it without. To, I read it without the glossary. Right, the glossary. I just, yeah, I just Jesus. powered my way through that shit. And so when I watched the movie, and 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 I will say, I am not triggered by or extraordinarily sensitive to rape or rape scenes. And watching A Clockwork Orange, I I mean, I honest to God had to had to stop it. And yeah. and be like just just skip past this part yeah. because I it was so stark it's that, vicious and, yeah. and and I I mean I felt I don't it. I am not triggered by rape but there comes a point in yeah. a film where I'm like this has ceased to be elucidating something key about these characters or about the plot and now this just feels. And see, I I felt awful. differently. I felt that it was still important, and I felt that, that it movie, was. Yes. I felt that it was still. I felt that that scene was still. Um, it, it was still saying something important, but I didn't want to watch it. And I and then and at the same, I felt kind of shameful at the same time because I'm like, I'm fucking part of the problem. I'm part of the problem that I don't I'm want. I just want to sweep this. It. I'm just going to fast forward this. I'm Let's not worry about this part. Oh, that's too bad you got raped. And 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 it's and so that's an interesting, you know, mm-hmm. that that these. 
you know, train spotting was similar. People thought that it was glamorizing heroin and so Oh God, no! Right? Yeah, because yeah. it's so glamorous to call into oh. a sh- crawl into a shit toilet to get back the drugs. I can't remember the baby Amer- on the ceiling. Yay. I can't. I can't remember. Was American <laughs> oh, Psycho on your list? list? If you can see, yeah, face. yeah, it's pretty bad. Was She's American like, Psycho on your list? That's a really American Psycho. Is American totally on my Psycho list. in terms of pretty, sociopath. Pretty is, much yeah. anything written by Brett Easton Ellis. I <laughs> love him. I love him. I loved that movie so hard. I loved how funny that movie was. Nobody laughed at that movie, but it was... When they pull out that those cards, yeah. and it's just their name, yeah. nothing, yeah. just their name, and like, oh, look at my card, yeah. oh, look at my, I'm like, is that Bone? Whiskey Tango, oh fucking the weight, what? The weight of his card, and the, the embossing, and the, yeah. <laughs> yes. the, my friend one time, we were in a hardware store, and uh, just shopping around, and I, my, my phone goes off with a text, and I look at it, and it says, hey, Paul, and I turn around, and my friend has an axe, <laughs> and, <he's> so, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I, can't, I just, I, it ended me, but, no, the sociopath thing i think is sociopaths are this they're that we are obsessed with them and fascinated by them oh yeah i think they're cool we do think they're cool i think we like the idea of what would it be like to not care what would it be like to have your own and i will tell you my uncle my uncle is a sociopath. He has diagnosed, he's been diagnosed as a sociopath, and it's not cool, and he sucks. And it's like <laughs> the worst thing ever. He's the worst person because he doesn't believe rules apply to him, nor does he accept them. Rules like, you know, I don't know, don't. Uh, okay, so for example, my brother and I, when we were little, we were sleeping out on the porch at the cabin. It was what we did in the summertime. We were sleeping in sleeping bags. My uncle got fucking wasted and then did a bunch of coke and thought it'd be super funny to go get a chainsaw from the garage and put on a hockey mask and then like stalk around the porch <laughs> and pretend that he was going to murder us. Right? Oh God. He thought that was really, we were six and eight. Oh! Super funny. And so when my mom was later screaming at him while like my brother has pissed himself and I'm crying and we're just like, and she's screaming at him and he was like, See if I was so if I was eight, he would have been twenty-one. So she's she's screaming at him about this, and his face was just like this. He just didn't. It didn't even occur to him, and it wasn't like it didn't occur to him. And now he feels bad. No, it's just like it was just like what's the big deal? Why are you such a bitch? It was funny. Oh. They know I'm not going to kill him. It was funny, and so like that is a real a real sociopath is a fucking asshole, and you don't want to have anything to do with them. So it's like this, the, that is the one thing I do think movies about mental illness glamorize, mm-hmm. is sociopathy. Well, they glamorize, well, because sociopathy is usually in a um, serial killer movie, and we definitely glamorize serial killers oh, yeah, as yeah. being super evil geniuses. Right. And like, oh, they're so smart, because look at how they planned it all. It's like, no, well, actually, most serial killers are dumb fucks. Well, they got lucky. Yeah, they, you don't get And the reason that they got away with it for so long is that nobody was paying attention. They moved states. They picked the right women. Actually, if you want a really interesting serial killer story about a real one, read Devil in the White City. It's so good. Oh, God. Do you have it? I am. Yes, I'll loan it to you. Um, I also recommend The Stranger Beside Me, which is the Ted Bundy story. Oh, that's good. uh, um, Devil Devil in the White City, uh, (laughs) listeners. I don't need to know about that. I am mystified why nobody's made a movie or miniseries about Devil in the White City. 
I agree. Because it is about, first of all, the creation of the Columbian Ex- Exposition. Yes. Of, the, you know, the World's Fair in Chicago, yeah, the yeah. first one. So it's about the history of Chicago. But the thing that was also happening at the exact same time in Chicago was H.H. H. Holmes mm-hmm. constructing his murder hotel. Yeah. Where he basically built a human abattoir. Yeah. And hid it from people for years. Just in plain sight. Oh my God, I heard about this guy. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my God. That's fucked up! Yeah. I know! I think American Psycho is one of the... I, one of the reasons I love that is it's uh, it's a sociopath's degradation into being a psychopath. And oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very... Randy Stanellis is really good at both at writing and then I guess, you know, I don't know... I don't remember what he did with the screenplay with that, but uh, the, the slow slip into psychopathy that 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 like the scene where he's at the atm and it says feed me a stray cat and he's like what okay and his face is like you fucking devil machine okay like, and just, and it's like, that he really conveys you know that like being a prisoner in his own mind Ooh. and like, christian bale is a great actor who I also believe is a very troubled man. So I really, I enjoy watching him in these roles because I feel like there's some truth to them. Like in The the Fighter, there's a character, it's drug addiction, but drug addiction is often tied to mental illness. And he's very delusional about his capabilities and about what his life is going to be. And he's so good at that role that you're like, I think you're a little mentally ill. That's why you're so good at this. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I'm the machinist. I still haven't. (gasps) I know know it's good, but I have to admit, every time I just see him, the picture of him where he is so thin... It makes me a little it's, physically ill that I'm like, I don't know if I can watch a movie where I have I've got some pictures that. you shouldn't it's, see. It's, a, it's, a, it's <laughs> that whole, it triggers me on the, in the same way yeah, that the, yeah. the Auschwitz. Yeah. And, uh, to the, give you an idea, I uh, when I went into the hospital, and this is not going to help your listeners, if you need to edit this out, that's fine. But when I went into the hospital, I weighed uh, 40 pounds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, it's, oh. yeah. And, uh, like, my mom, there's, there's video of me my mom taking video of because I was like if I if I twisted my body in a way she's like I don't know she's a nurse she's like I don't know what that is I don't know what this that is popping in and out is but it's not that ain't normal that is yeah you shouldn't see that but that ain't right right. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of what I was oh so so with with his slide into psychopathy and and that kind of thing I think that was one of the few that wasn't I mean it was funny and it wasn't mm-hmm. glamorized in a sense because no part of you was like, this guy is awesome. I want to be like him. Instead, you were like, oh, like you were kind of a dick at first. And now I'm like, oh, now I'm like, like what? I'm and, yeah. But then, but see, I love black humor so much, yeah. yes. which is part of why I love Punch Drunk Love, because yeah. there's this really dark humor that yeah. happens. And I love that dark humor because it's the it's the thing that allows me to laugh when I'm at my lowest. It saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be it's fair. It's the thing that, in a, in a twisted way, like my husband makes misogynist jokes, which makes him sound like an asshole, but they're the thing that right at the moment when I'm most doubting myself, mm-hmm. he can pull one of those out and it reminds me. Yeah who I am. It's, it's why I'm, I mean, I'm in vilification tennis. I, I, but honestly, I think that, and I, and I, I truly believe this and it's, unfortunately it's the kind of, you can't really learn it. You either have it or you don't, but I think that the ability to appreciate dark humor Mm -hmm. is what helps people get better and is what helps them be able to be a supportive partner and what helps them be able to, to stay with somebody 
who's going through that kind of thing because if you and and if you can't I mean if you can't both laugh at it like it's just going to tear you apart that's mm-hmm. I mean that's see it yeah. know exactly what yeah. it is and then laugh at yeah. it yeah yeah I don't remember a lot about my last stint in the mental hospital because of the ECT. It kind of, it kind of, well, you ever want to rewiring your brain. You ever want to read an amazing book about what it's like to have electroshock therapy? Carrie Fisher's book, Wishful Drinking. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I love her so much. Including the fact that her her outgoing message on her voicemail was recorded by a friend that said, Hello, you've reached Carrie's voicemail. Carrie is currently having electroconvulsive therapy and probably won't remember who you are or why you're calling her. Please leave a message that says what your name is, how you know Carrie, why you're calling, you know, and all this stuff. <laughs> and it's true. And so the few things I do remember, one, I remember one time, so it was Halloween, and I was very upset that I was going to miss Halloween, and Nick brought me, like, cat ears and, you know, or whatever, Aww. so I could do something. And I remember I put on the cat ears, and I was like, I have a costume. And this girl who was, like, Oh, my God, single the way white, you said that. This girl? She's, like, single white femaleing me in the mental hospital, and, like, oh she... <laughs> all I know is... So, oh, shit. Oh, shit, it's the dress I'm wearing. Okay. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What, what so just happened? We didn't just wear pajamas. I mean, some people just wear their pajamas, but, you know, I wore clothes. I just didn't wear shoes. And so, like, she went into my room, and she got dressed in my clothes, <gasps> and she came out and said, I'm Molly. And I, keep in mind, had not yet had ECT and was still very crazy and was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm Molly. I'm Molly. And I grabbed a nurse, and I remember being like, I'm Molly, right? I'm Molly. She's not me. Is she me or am I me? And she was like, you're Molly. And I was like, she is in Molly's clothes. Are you sure? And, 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 and the woman's like, and, and, and the woman's like, she's, and she was like, Jennifer, like, go take off her clothes. Like, that is not okay. And she got reprimanded and got her privileges revoked. And I remember being very upset because she was bigger than me, and she stretched out all my clothes. And I was very mad. And I was also mad because it was like, all like, I can think about is Gilligan's right, Island. Right? What the hell? <laughs> when, when, when Marianne Ann bumped her head and thought she was Ginger. Yes. And, and put on Ginger's clothes. And was being Ginger. And so she cut them all off because she's a yep. foot shorter. Yep. And then at the end, they make a joke about Ginger putting out her dresses and they're all like miniskirts. Yeah, now. yeah. Yep. And so all I can think about yes. is Gilly. Okay, you I saw was, that too. I did, and I was very upset. And the worst part is, <laughs> the worst part is, when you're crazy, someone legitimately pretending to be you is not cool. Like, it's, and, because I was like, uh, I'm already like, yeah. That's like poking the bear. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's not My understanding of what reality is is already shaky enough, yes. you motherfucker. Yes, and so like that's that's I just it's it's funny because it's that's it's one of those stories that I could see being in a movie and audiences laughing because you that's funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny as shit. But in the moment, I was so terrified and yeah. angry and scared and and like all these things. And if I wasn't able to think back on that memory and howl with laughter, both at myself and at that dumb crazy bitch, you know, like <laughs> it, it, like where would we be? I well, would I mean, just be sad all the time. I, I mean, tell I just... stories from my own therapy that's like, look at this. Like I love to tell the story of when I. I was in therapy. This was my first session as an adult by myself, and I my first round. And I was dealing with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember that my therapist, because I was talking about my life and the things and the stress and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, do you understand that 
you're a perfectionist. <laughs> and I, honest, this is honest to God what I said. I'm not a perfectionist. I'm just always aware that I could have done it better. <laughs> and she just, and she's such a great therapist. All she did was look at me until I was forced to acknowledge what I had just yeah, said. Yeah. And then I went home to my roommate and I said, do I have perfectionistic tendencies? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's funny now, yeah. but at the time it was like, what am World I? World shattering. Yeah. What am yeah. I? What? And, and I think I I I I wonder if people who have like I I I know for a fact that I have it's this weird thing where I have I either have too much empathy or zero empathy. And the and, and the reason I ever have zero is because I've turned it off because I, mm-hmm. I will either feel too I will feel too much. Well if you're and so, an, if you're an exactly. Asperger's yep. then it's it, always that sensory yes, input. Exactly. So it's all or nothing. There's it's it's one of the one of the hallmarks of Asperger's is everything is black and white, very rigid thinking. There everything is one or the other, it's very binary, and there's no which is hilarious because it's a spectrum disorder. And so there's <laughs> and, and uh, it's very and so you know like my my reviews at work will always be like you know you have to you have to realize that you cannot be right and that doesn't mean you're wrong and I'm like that is a stupid sentence (laughs) that's the stupidest sentence I've ever heard if you're not right you're wrong it's like no but yeah and so I always wonder if somebody with a lot of empathy maybe wouldn't like these sorts of mental illness movies because they can't they can't laugh because they can't they 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 you know? I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like if you've ever really gone through shit, yeah. then when you watch somebody else who's deep in shit, there's a moment of recognition. And the, and especially if you've come out the other side and you're okay, yeah. or you're at least on the road to okay, mm-hmm. that there also comes the moment of, I can laugh at that because that's me. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's a good question. I mean, can we... Well, I, mean, I, I think it also... I mean, you have to consider that people approach movies in different ways, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, my boyfriend, Fess, if it doesn't entertain him, he doesn't want to watch it. Right. Well, if like, it's a dark I'm... and depressing movie, even if it's something really remarkable, he doesn't want any part of it. He yeah, wants escapism. Um, it's like yeah. Amanda. She only watches yeah. princess movies. Yeah. Now, her definition of princess is quite interesting. Sure, sure. But... And I'm I am somewhat the same way. There, there. If I have any inkling that a movie is just going to be depressing, no matter how much mm-hmm. you tell me it's wonderful, it's like I got to psych myself up. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of time. If I have a choice between that and something else that is actually going to be more entertaining, I'm probably going to choose that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm also much more forgiving than you. I mean, mm-hmm. if a movie, if any part of a movie is remotely entertaining, I'm much more likely to be like, ah, it was shit, but I liked it okay. So well, yeah. maybe, but, but I mean, and, you know, whereas I'm like, I got to collect all the Pokemon. Right. And <laughs> OCD. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, have I told you about my list? No. I have a list. What? Oh, my God. No. So, um, like, seven years ago, I started building this list. In Excel, yeah, you'd love this thing. So um, <laughs> it, it, it has like 30, already, like, it delighted. has like thirty tabs in it, and so there's this main list of that aggregates the scores from Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb. It's a um, meta score, yeah, and 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 it, it basically tailors crowdsourced ratings of movies to kind of my taste. Yeah, like I don't care about sports movies, but I really right. like horror films. Right, I love and, sports movies, and it and it. I don't and, like sports. I just love sports. And it determines of the movies that I have not seen yet, which ones I should see. 
based on the, the score, which based is, on which the is score, tailored to your you know, interest. Yeah, and 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 I then mean, she, and then she, there she are pivot been... tables that draw it out into like genres. I especially like that I need to focus on what streaming channels they're on. Oh my God, now, this is amazing. I know, right? I gotta show you let's, this. Thing. Let's love it. be clear. It was this this particular project yes. that convinced her therapist. Holy shit! You need help. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'm at the Emily program doing yeah, the therapy yeah. for the eating disorder, yeah. and and you know we're go- you know I've seen this you therapist chat, like two you, or three weeks. You chat and, about whatever you chat about. Yeah, chat about yeah, and yeah. you know like three weeks in or so, and I and for some reason she gets me on the subject of movies and yeah. I start describing the list to her, and her eyes get real big. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Oh, geez. Holy shit. I'm gonna write a paper on you. Oh, it's <laughs> amazing. God. I'm gonna base my career on you. I'm gonna get it, famous. Like, it's, I'm gonna have a talk show. There are formulas. There are macros. Uh, there are yeah. pivot tables. There are there. <laughs> there's conditional formatting all oh. over the fucking place. Oh. It's amazing. I'm. I'm. An, I need to see it. <laughs> um, I'll send you a copy. So, the thing about I wonder now because because you, the, what you said struck me with the whole like if it's dark and what about Fez and you if it's dark yeah. and depressing it's not entertaining to a lot of people which right. makes me wonder if that's why the majority of mental illness movies either have a funny angle mm. or some sort of romantic comedy as a way to hook you into type come, thing come watch like this. like like where it's almost like either the person who has either the mental illness is a little bit gla- just a little bit glamorized mm. or. Um, turned into kind of a, a Molly uh, or Rain Man mm-hmm. uh, comic foil, where it's like, like we're basically. I, I could probably come up with a list of ten movies that the title might as well be "Oh That Retard." Like, <laughs> I mean, that's because that's what yeah. they mean. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, well, what'd you do this time, retard? Like, oh boy, <laughs> that crazy <laughs> bitch. Like, uh oh, is she naked again, guys? Isn't it funny when people who don't understand how we're supposed to be are like, it's, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I, the Fisher King just left. Yes. My mind. Oh my God. Yes, right? the Fisher King. Yes. The Fisher King is a Ophelia movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, Fisher King is an appealing movie. Any Robin Williams movie where he has any kind of craziness is, is, is now like that. that. Said, like that's, oh, my God, is Jeff Bridges great in that. And yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Mercedes. Well, no, so yeah. now think, I'm trying to, I mean, so think about, like, okay, like, movies and that are. Everybody focuses on Robin Williams as the crazy person, yeah. but nobody talks about the mental problems. I mean, it gets lost in there of. The mental issues that Jeff Bridges yeah, is dealing yeah, with. Yeah. But, but almost every character has a mental issue yes. in that movie. I mean, you 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 know, all the way down to his, you know, f- homeless friends. But, I mean, the uh, Amanda Palmer. Plumber. 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 Yeah. Plumber, plumber. I knew Amanda Palmer yeah. was yeah. a Christopher <laughs> Plumber's daughter. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I, have a, which, I have had a crush on Christopher Plumber since The Sound of Music. Huh. Amanda Plumber. How wonderful was it that she popped up in Catching Fire? Oh, I yeah. know, right? Yeah, for like 30 seconds. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I love you. The, I love seeing her in everything. It's it's interesting that you say that in Fisher King. I hadn't thought of this before, but yeah, everyone has a mental problem or a mental yeah. just, you know, difficulty well, or well, even Merce- illness. Even Mercedes is clearly somebody who needs to be a caretaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, m- one thing I don't like about uh, mental illness, uh, about, okay, about removing the stigma, there's one thing I don't like, and that that thing is the person, and this is a prevalent idea, is that, oh, well, everyone has something. 
That makes me insane. Huh? That makes me <laughs> very angry. Is that, well, everyone has something. Well, it makes it seem like everybody's dealing with something, so it's okay and you don't need to deal with your shit. Well, that's or what that they mean it. Help. That's how they mean it. But what they actually are saying is everyone has something, so your thing's not, doesn't matter. And when you say everyone has something, that keeps people from getting help. Because they think that their thing is just the thing they have that everyone has, and it's like, well, no, like your mom's saying, you're you, exactly, but like, yeah, like, oh, everyone's everyone has something. You're just everyone, or or when they say, oh, everyone's oh, Garden State, Garden oh. State. I think I read yeah. an article that said Garden State has done an incredible disservice to people with depression, and and I I wouldn't have thought of it that way until I read the article, and it's it's the, specifically the line with. Everyone's diagnosed with something these days. They're medicating everything. And it's like, okay, what you mean is the the pharmaceutical companies and the doctors are overprescribing. And I agree. But everyone has something these days. Sounds like most people's things are nothing. Right. And while that may be true, that makes the one person in the audience who maybe has been thinking, I'm super depressed and want to die. Maybe I should go get help. And then they see this, everyone has something these days. It's so amazing. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm fine. And, you know, and so I, yeah. there's this, I, it's much like the, I feel so bipolar lately, which that, you know, or, or like, or like, oh my God, don't be autistic. Like these things that, that we say casually as describers are, are not good to do to everyone. The, they, are, they are not helpful. And or the, I, I was totally OCD and cleaned my kitchen. Exactly. Oh my God. I'm so OCD. You oh, guys, I love boy. buying things that are purple. I'm so OCD. Like that's, <laughs> and it's like, really? Have you ever like literally not been able to go to sleep because you had to vacuum the house for the fourth time. And then mm -hmm. you were crying while you did it for the fifth time. And then when you did it for the sixth time, you were like, so crying and like shaking mm -hmm. that you knew you had to do it again. But you also at the same time hated every minute of your life. No, you're not. I mean, that's OCD. Like that's, that's it's it's yeah. the like I I I've said before to my mom. Like my mom is OC but not D. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's OC yeah. and she's she has many obsessive compulsive things, but they don't get in the way of her life. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the difference. Is like people can act autistic. You may feel bipolar, but until like you and you may need certain things to be a certain way, right? Right. Yeah. But yep. still be able to move on, and it and you have yes. the capability to still live your life. You can but, have but disordered yeah. eating without having an eating disorder. We should move on to the question. Oh, right. Yes. Because we awesome. are, we, I just realized question, what time it was. The question, oh, yeah. The right. Yeah. I so like we, like can, we, can, we can check through. Sketch. There, there are oh, events. the oral sex. Oh, oh the oh, question. Yes. <laughs> All right. We will, we will, we will speak okay. your questions and I will, there, I will yes. hold myself. We told, by the way, listeners, if you hadn't quite picked up on it yet, Molly is one of the co-hosts of Geeks Without God. Yes, true. And both Melissa and I have been guests on Geeks Without also God. Also true. You said, yes. I was listening to Geeks Without God while I biked to and from work today. It was our 100th episode today. Yay! Yeah. Melissa was actually our very first guest ever. Yes. Okay, so we got, qu we got yes. questions for you. Nice. Okay. I'm excited. Question number one. All right. Super easy. Are you ready? You, yes. can, you can ace this. Okay. All right. Who are you? Oh, man. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> that was so key. I am, boy, I, I've talked about myself already a lot. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts of Geeks Without God. I am a, this is the weirdest, I realized this the other day, I am a professional comedian, and that's fucking weird. You are? I am a professional comedian. Uh, I I get paid to make, to be funny. Um, I'm Good on thing the, you're funny. I know. I am, uh, I'm on the Fearless, the brand new Fearless Comedy Productions improv team, Apex Predators. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I- So you're like Godzilla. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I am a I am a wife that matters a lot to me. My husband and I are often uh, described as inseparable, which is mostly true. Um, yeah, but we, I want to point out you're not inseparable in that insufferable way. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's we really truly. I, I wouldn't have married somebody I didn't want to be with all the time. And and the best way I can describe it is that the the moment I knew I wanted to marry Nick was when I realized that I I literally wanted him there all the time. I I mean. Don't, don't you're in the bathroom. Uh, no, I mean, come on. But like, right. there's very rarely, I mean, I can't think of any time I've ever been somewhere, including like right now where I haven't thought, man, if Nick were here, it'd be better. I mean, that's just because he just <laughs> makes things better for me. And it's, he's, it's yeah. He's your rainbow sprinkles. He, he is. He's, <laughs> my, he's my lobster. And, uh, <laughs> But but I I uh, other than, I mean I'm I'm oh I'm a distance runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's something I've been doing for 26 years, which impresses the hell out of me. I'm 36. <laughs> I, I hate ah, running, and yet I run and I enjoy running. And yeah. it, And I used to hear people say it, and now that I run, I understand it. You know why I run? Because it feels so good when I stop. <laughs> I uh, I. It is the only time that I feel it's it's uh it is the sad lonely existence of the Aspie girl that the only time I feel like I am my true self is when I am running and I can only run alone. I don't run with other people. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you on that yeah, one. I have other people exercise alone. Yeah, they want to yep. talk and I can't talk. I'm yeah. breathing. Mm-hmm. For me, people will be like, "Oh my god, can can we run together?" Like, and they're so earnest, and I want yeah. to be so nice, and I'm just like, first of all, no, that's my time. Also. I am so competitive. Like I would not, we would not have a good time because I would just keep speeding up, and and it would, and I would also feel guilty that I was not going slow enough or whatever. It's just a terrible thing. Um, uh, what else? I'm a geek. I'm a huge fucking dork. Mm-hmm. Like like not, <laughs> yes, you are not in the cool way at all. Like it's really cool to be geeky right now, and that's not me. I am I am I am cool by association, and for the first time in my fucking life, and. Uh, <laughs> People always think I'm cooler than I am, and then they talk to me, and they're like, oh, because <laughs> I am not cool. Uh, See, I think you're cool because I love anybody who's just there, Yeah, right? that's, yeah. Who, can, who will keep up, who can dominate me in a conversation. <laughs> I love- I just I had love the totally kinkiest vision. Yeah, I think Tim Tim described me in his friend today post as like, uh, being like, like meticulous, and like, what you see is what you get. And I was like, no, that's totally right. Like, I just, I don't, I'm honest to a fault. So, yeah, so that's me. Okay. So, uh, question number three. You've kind of already answered. Uh, yeah, we've already, well, what, number two, two, I'm two skipping on, I'm skipping two because you've already, number two was what do you do? We've ah, already covered that. Yes. Yeah, also, I work in Fantasy Flight Games. It oh, yay. Be, yeah. A one-two punch. Yes. yes. I, uh, yeah. I, 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 I proofread and edit uh, Star Wars role-playing books. <laughs> so. That's so, that's <laughs> yeah. so darky. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're living the dream, man. That's true. <laughs> so, number three, what is in your dream pleasure dome? If you were to construct Ooh. a woman cave, if that Zan- is yours. If Kublai Khan decreed yeah. your pleasure dome into existence, what would be in it? Goats. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. 
hold up, hold up. Okay, so it would be like lush green pastures okay. with like wildflowers here and there. No bees or wasps because I'm allergic. None of those fuckers. Okay. No okay. bugs at all. Fuck bugs. Just maybe like, maybe like you call it caterpillars, but no like stinging, flying. Butterflies would be okay. Butterflies are okay. Nothing that's going to go meow through my ears or land on my right. skin and try to bite me. Uh, and then just like pygmy goats. As far as the eye can see, roaming, <laughs> and and there's like uh, one of those goat towers for them, okay. and uh, there's hammocks. One is Nick sized and one is Molly sized because Nick is there, and because uh, uh, of course mm-hmm. Nick's there. And then um, uh, every book Stephen King's ever written, and uh, even the Tommy Knockers. Oh my God, I love the Tommy Knockers, and uh, <laughs> I love everything he's ever written. The the look on Wendy's face. The only thing I don't love, I don't love Cujo, and I'm not a big fan of Cycle of the Werewolf and everything else. Oh! Uh, I know, I know. I just don't but love it. Tommy Knockers was the was one of the few books that I got to the end and went. Well, that was a fucking waste of time. Well, yeah, that's Stephen King books. I mean, like that's half of them, well, yeah, but like yeah. especially no. the ones he wrote when he was on coke. But uh, <laughs> so so that and then uh, uh, it would be like like I want to be I would want like uh, like snap my fingers and I can have a steak. Oh, yes, and, good. and that's my pleasure dome right there because okay. yes. you're a paleo person I am a paleo person and I gotta say I don't know if I believe in paleo but I always believe in meat I don't believe in the but I should be very careful I'm a paleo person but not in that way of like um, I just eat what our ancestors ate and I guess that just makes me a little bit healthier I uh, I eat protein I don't eat grains I don't eat sugar and that's really about the, the long and the short of it and doing that my husband has lost 55 pounds without ever exercising mm-hmm. and uh, I lost my 10 vanity pounds of like just bloat and am faster and stronger than I've ever been in 26 years of running. So I don't know, man, it's working all right. <laughs> I, I just helped develop a product that you'll probably. Oh, exciting. Actually. Exciting. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Yeah. That's how well and good. I eat more protein because I'm a derby girl. Yeah. But I would, I can never give up rolls. Well, of course not. You like white stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> number four, number four, give us a pleasure dome recommendation. A movie, a book, uh, something awesome that you have discovered. A piece of clothing, a YouTube video, anything. anything. The book The Secret History by Donna Tartt. That is my favorite book that is not written by Stephen King. Okay, so uh, if you like uh, ancient Greek culture at all, like like mythology kind of studies, if you like um, murder... If you like mysteries and if you like uh, just generally dark, suspenseful fiction, you will love mm-hmm. this book. This book is fucking insane. Uh, she went to college with Brett Easton Ellis. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, the college it Good takes God. place at is based on the college they went to together. Um, it is, and I, I honestly don't want to say much about it other than a kid who was born in like shit town, California has dreams of getting the fuck out of there. And in his, in his, and he finds the college in Vermont that is like, you know, everything that California isn't, you know, and so he goes there and he falls in with a very elite group of five uh, kids, babe. And they're all like 18, 19 kids who are at this school who are in the ancient Greek studies program. And it is, and and it goes from there, and it is uh, amazing. I mean, it, it'll it's the, it's a book that will never leave you. So read it. It's Yay! that would also be in the dome. <laughs> My dome Yay! of goats. Dome of goats. Dome of goats. Goat Yay. dome. It's like awesome. Game of Thrones. Dome of goats. All the goats enter. None of the goats leave because they're living here with me forever. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> okay, Molly needs to go. Yes. Oh, and we barely talked about movies because we were just talking about. But we, else. it was good. It, it was, was good. a lot of movie talk. It was, it was a lot of yeah. 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 It was, it was, it was great content. This great was content. really fun, was... you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! We're so glad to have you. Yay! Yay! 
And on that note, note, listeners, we love you. Love you. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. to go to the gift shop a couple times if you earned privileges and I bought Nick a card it was this great pop-up card and I wrote him this very heartfelt message and you know that I loved him so much and I was so you know he was so he stuck by me this whole time it was amazing so he after I got out of the hospital he goes I want to show you something and he hands you these two cards identical cards <laughs> that have almost an identical message in them Whoa. that I had two times I was like Nick would love this card and bought it <laughs> and wrote almost the exact same thing and gave it to him again and he's like the second time he said I it's it's the kind of joke that you would play when you were you know with your normal self he's like so I opened it up and I was like ha 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 good one and he's like I looked at you and you were like what and I was like oh shit oh <laughs> thank you like that's so great because like you don't remember anything <laughs>